0: Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey.
1: Welcome back everybody to another episode of Holistic Hearts. Today's episode, there's so much goodness coming up. We are talking to Christina Amy. She is a biblical marriage and life coach and she is also one host of the Prickly Pear Podcast. Isn't that the cutest name ever? Alongside of her husband Dave. And Christina joins me today to unpack what intimacy means in our marriage. As we've been talking about pursuing connection, I thought it was a great way to really focus in on us wives and how we can bring that intimacy. She first describes in this episode, an incredible and powerful testimony of how she came to know Jesus and how she ended up meeting her husband, Dave. And through their meeting together or meeting each other, she discovered that years of searching for intimacy with men was actually the counterfeit of intimacy with God and with, with a godly man. And She really talks about what is intimacy, cultural versus biblical, and she vulnerably shares the night that she fell in love with Jesus and how she just felt pulled to discover more and more of Him. We also discuss on the show what ways do we feel close to our spouse and prayer and how that actually is a powerful tool to bring intimacy within your marriage and I love this one line that she says, how having unrealistic expectations breaks intimacy. And that right there is a huge nugget of truth. So if you are loving this podcast at the end, would you mind sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review on the, uh, Apple review or on Spotify? I would so appreciate it. And Don't forget about all the resources that are going to be in the show notes below. I mean, how you can find out more about Christina and her coaching. And she also has a great free resource for date night ideas that are available. When you head to her website, I'll post the link below. And again, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of holistic hearts. I am excited today to have Christina, Amy, the host of the prickly pear podcast with me today. She is a biblical marriage and life coaching coach. Uh, her and her husband do premarital counseling and they do the life coaching, biblical marriage coaching together as well. And they live down in Arizona where it's nice and warm already there. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm really excited to have you get to know Christina and to hear her story and her heart for marriages as she is right in the thick of so many different marriages, whether they're premarital or marriages. So here we go. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So thrilled. I would love for you to begin with just sharing your story of how you met your husband, David.
0: Sure. So. Prior to meeting Dave, I um, was raised in a um, non-religious home, and I had no faith, basically, and I ended up um, becoming pregnant at 17, and then ultimately marrying my uh, the father of my child. Proceeded to understand that when you get married young, you have no um, support or understanding of what what a honoring God, honoring marriages. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, he ended up being abusive, not only physically, but more so mentally and verbally abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, I stayed in the marriage because I so desired family Mm -hmm. and, um, we ended up together for 10 years, often on separated throughout that time and having, um, our son, who was born when I was seventeen, and then my daughter, who was born when I was twenty-three. In that time, um, I started to gain my independence, working all the time and trying to figure out how to save money. When I I ended up leaving, but I was making such bad decisions, um, trying to find love in all the wrong places, as the song says, <laughs> and ended up. Um, basically find what I thought finding intimacy was, was with other men, mm. uh, constantly. So on the weekend I would drop the kiddos off somewhere, and then I would go out and party to fulfill that desire of being want, wanted, mm. um, cared for loved and finding this intimacy. Mm. And I made a series of bad decisions that ultimately affected my life, um, for a long time. And, I was on the the verge of literally uh, throwing it all away because I couldn't see past the shame and the guilt that I was feeling in my life. And um, I I can recall looking at the train tracks in front of my apartment and wondering what it would be like to sit on them Mm -hmm. and just ending it all because of the shame and the guilt that I had felt from all the decisions that I've made up to that point. Mm And so, but ultimately, even even now I can look back and see how God was sovereign and he was working in my life. And whenever I would think those thoughts, he would bring my children into my mind. Like, why would I do that? Why would I leave them? Um, So there was a series of events that happened. And again, looking back and seeing how God worked is just incredible. So what ended up happening is, I was at a point in my life where I could not stand being alone with myself or my own thoughts. I don't know if you've ever felt oh, that yeah.
1: way. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I always had to have music on or the TV or something, because if I allowed myself to think of deeply, it would hurt. Mm-hmm. So I would fall asleep every night with the TV on. And before the days of uh, watching TV on your phone or your iPad, you had to have a controller. <laughs> <laughs> you know or get up and change the channel mm-hmm. and my controller ended up breaking one night and um it ended on this um and a pastor who is a televangelist
1: okay. and
0: i was laying in bed and I was exhausted and i, I thought to myself eh, he'll put me to sleep if nothing else he'll put me to sleep mm-hmm. but he was specifically specifically speaking on the psalms and I remember listening to him talking about David in the Psalms. And of course uh, I, I knew who King David was, but I didn't know who King David was. And, um, so it was entertaining. I was too tired to get up and change the channel and I fell asleep. Okay. So the next morning I was sitting on the, having my coffee and I was sitting at the, in the living room and ended up, um, seeing there, somebody had given, gifted me a Bible and it was a very pretty pink woman's devotional Bible. And I had, again, no money because I was separated from my ex-husband. And so I used everything I could to decorate my little apartment to make it look pretty. So this pink Bible was sitting on my coffee table Mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, maybe I'll use it not as a coaster this time. I'll pick it up and look. So I was looking for the Psalms and, um, I had no idea where they were in the Bible. (laughs) So so I opened it up and I found the the index and I was like, oh, there it is. And so I'm reading through some of the Psalms just, and I'm thinking, wow, whoever's writing this is either angry, they're happy, they're mad, they're (laughs) sad, they're, and they're all over the place emotionally. And I can totally relate to that. Yeah. So I had that friend that friend who had asked me several occasions to go to church with her.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I picked up the phone and I called her and I said, Hey, can you tell me about King David and the Psalms? And as you can imagine, Kristen, when you're trying to witness to somebody, you get that phone call and she was, she just was, elated. She gave me a mini Bible study lesson on who David was and all of, all of the things he'd been through and what, how he was a man after God's own heart. And so it was a wonderful conversation. And at the end she says, so do you want to go to church with me? I'm like, Nope, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that, uh, for that lesson. So I closed the Bible and, uh, Oh, let me just an aside was during this time I had been seeking other religions. I had been seeking um, different pagan religions, just different things that would fulfill me Mm -hmm. and nothing had filled me up at all. So ultimately, um, after that day, it wasn't like the heavens opened up or anything like that. But I do remember looking outside the window at those same train tracks, looking past those train tracks and looking up and saying, hey, if you are really there, I, I need you. I can't continue this way. I felt hopeless, helpless, lost, shame, guilt, all of the things that Satan uses to keep us keep our identity in, in cultural and world. And and, um, so again, the heavens didn't open up, but there was a series of events that happened shortly thereafter that incident that ultimately led me to, um, to work in new home construction. And when I started that job, um, they told me After training, it was a wonderful job. It was paying me very well. And I was excited about the fact that I was gonna be able to pay my bills and provide for my kids and all these things. And they said, the community you're going to be working at, you're going to be working with the vice president, president's son. So I need you to be on your best behavior. Well, rebellious me was like, who the heck is this guy? And he puts his, his feet, his pants on one leg at a time, like I do. So. I already went into this thinking, I'm going to like fight this guy, right? Because I'm super rebellious at the time. <laughs> so um, I ended up working at this community and he ended up being the nicest human I had ever met in my entire life. And he was just kind and gentle. And he didn't look at me like a piece of meat. Because at that time, I, every every man, you know, was an opportunity for me to um I thought take advantage of, but it was really me getting taken advantage of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was different. He didn't look at me like that. And he was very, very, very nice to me. Um, and, but he was also very, what I thought religious. Okay. Um, but let come to, to find out later on, he just had a strong faith and a strong relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Ultimately, Dave, who I worked with, (laughs) would end up being my husband. And it's kind of a funny story because I pursued him and he did not want to he did not want to entertain the idea of us dating. And I was I was just at that point. I'm going, how could you possibly say no to me? I was like, what is happening right now? But he had his stuff going on and he was just trying to um, figure out his life and he didn't want to complicate it, but he prayed about it and he was, he said, all right, Lord, if if I'm supposed to go on a date with her, make it clear, Lord, if, as soon as we started dating, he said, Lord, if, if she is not going to come to know who you are, like, end it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And our third date he asked me to go to church with him. Mm. And it was this Baptist church. And I thought for sure there were going to be snakes and all these (laughs) things going on there, but there was not, there was not, (laughs) there were no snakes. Um, it was actually the Monday, Thursday service before Easter. And that's a very intimate, Mm. it was a very intimate setting. It was probably my first, um, my first the first expression for me of intimacy with the Lord was that night Um, because I heard the gospel for the first time and the way the church, his church had presented that evening was a very intimate setting. It was violins playing. It was candles. It was soft music. It was soft lighting and um, it, it was just beautiful. And the pastor who knew his family, Dave's family very well, called us all up. And I was, I said, wait, I could, I could take communion. I, I was very confused because, and they just called my name. He called my name. He said, Christina, this is God's body. He sacrificed himself for you. And I remember just listening to the story of Jesus washing the feet of the the disciples, another intimate act and knowing he was going to be betrayed and still washing the feet of of that disciple and um, what the cross actually meant. And, and I had no idea. I had no idea that he was willing to stand before God for all of the things that I had done and um, allow me to be clean. Wow. And so I, sobbed my my husband said that they thought they broke me that night because I was sobbing in the chair oh. and um and that was it that was the night that I I think I fell more in love with Jesus than I did with Dave yeah and um and I needed to know everything about about Jesus about God so literally within two weeks, I started serving in kids ministry. And if you know anything about me now, my patience for children is nil, (laughs) but I learned right along with them with veggie tales and all the felt stories and everything. So I learned about who Jesus was and uh, God, and it was the best experience for me. And um, within a year of our first date, we were married a year to the day And, um, and then our relationship just continued to grow, I would say more so in the Lord early on in our relationship, we were both kind of, he wasn't new in his faith, but he, it was a renewed faith for him. Um, And so when he was called to seminary, now keep in mind, I, 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 if there was a Bible character that I relate to, it's the woman at the well. And so. (laughs) So keep in mind, when he was called to seminary to become a pastor, people didn't congratulate us like, "Oh, congratulations, Dave! That's so great!" God, they would look at me and say, "Wait, you're going to be a pastor's wife?" So that was oh, great. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the response. <laughs> so, and fast forward, we've been married now um, 15 years. We have uh, our children are like oatmeal two from scratch and two instant <laughs> um so we have i have a 30 year old at the time of this recording a 30 year old 25 year old 14 year old and 11 year old oh so um yeah god's been so good and he's so gracious to us
1: yeah wow what a powerful testimony and i love that you your journey started with king david and then your husband's name <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I, know. I know isn't it crazy yeah, I love that wild. yeah just that oh what I love because it was really his his walk and his softness that drew you to know mm-hmm. more and mm-hmm. to not be turned off by that there had mm-hmm. to be something there that that made you feel safe even though he was like I don't know if I can date you Exactly. So, And, And that's funny that you say that because, um,
0: when we talk about intimacy, you know, as I was processing and prepping and praying for this, this time together with you, um, the Lord brought safety to my mind, like with intimacy, because I have friends that I would consider an intimate relationship with. Like my one of my best friends is another pastor's wife and we have an intimate relationship where I can share with her. Mm. And, um, you know, because intimacy is not, we'll get into that, but, but intimacy can have there's levels of it. And, but with Dave, there's this level of safety that I feel this, this, the ability to be completely vulnerable, completely authentic. And that. The bond and the intimacy that's created there is is unmatched, like yeah. you can't it just doesn't
1: exist other than with God, yeah, wow. well, let's talk about intimacy because okay. this is you know so much of why I wanted you on the show because we we have been talking about pursuing connection in the podcast and then specifically in may um really going and, and wanting to serve and bring wisdom to wives, women. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those things was to talk about intimacy Mm -hmm. within our marriage. Um, So let's say that we're having a coaching conversation um, and I come to you and I say, my husband and I are really struggling with intimacy. Mm -hmm. I can't seem to be vulnerable. I can't seem to, uh, want to be intimate with him. Mm. Help me out. Mm -hmm. No, that's great
0: because ultimately our definition of intimacy varies Mm -hmm. and what culture teaches us, what our, what our worldly culture teaches us, what intimacy is, it's equated to sex. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought intimacy was all through you know starting at age 16 i thought in order to to have intimacy with someone it meant intercourse it yeah. meant um sex and even in the beginning of our marriage i thought well i'm going to do all these things to create this mode mood of intimacy and dave was like whoa <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to do that like that is not you know that So it was this reprogramming of that's not what true intimacy is. Mm -hmm. So I would say to you first, as my client define intimacy for me Mm -hmm. and, and more than likely, I actually had this conversation with somebody recently and she said, he doesn't want to be intimate. I said, well, what, what, what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. She said, the, the her husband has been in um, accident, in an accident and there's physical limitations right now and um, she's she said to me he doesn't want to be intimate I said well, what does that mean she said he can't we can't have sex and I said okay well let's let's discuss that what mm-hmm. is why do you think that that means intimacy, and sometimes I have people look up the definition of intimacy mm-hmm. because it's very i have it up but it's very surprising what the word intimacy means it's oh, it. it 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 means um close familiarity or friendship Ooh. like it has nothing to do with <laughs> with sex. <laughs> Close familiarity or friendship closeness. Wow. So what we ended up discussing, well, getting her, because with coaching, it's getting you to realize, mm-hmm. right? It's not me giving the answers. That's right. more of a mentorship, which I like to do. I'm like, let me tell you what I to know. do. <laughs> I um, struggle so cool with that too. I'm always like, I know. It's like, um, let me, that's not the answer. <laughs> you can um, do that. <laughs> so so asking her ways that and I would ask you the same thing. What are ways that you feel close to your husband?
1: Mm.
0: What are some ways? Give me some examples that you feel close to your husband. You could say when we're sitting on the couch, watching something that I want to watch. I mean, as simple as that, and he's, laying next to me, you know, enjoying whatever little house on the prairie. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't doubt nabby, <laughs> which is something my husband <laughs> watched with me. Um, or um, one of the most beautiful acts of intimacy in a relationship is praying with one another. Mm. And I'm going to give you an example of how this pr- played out in our marriage. Okay. Uh, 3 years ago i had something called pelvic floor dysfunction and i didn't know what it was i thought i had constant urinary tract infection i thought i had um i didn't know what this was and no doctor could help me they're like you're fine i went to see a gp a gynecologist a urologist nobody could find the source of the pain and um it obviously affected our sex life because i didn't want to have sex because it hurt. Yeah. And um come to find out, this is a whole nother podcast for you, but it's it's the body keeps the score. So yeah. when you're having trauma, mm-hmm. when you have had past trauma, your body holds on to it. And if you think about like oh uh, you know I there's a lot of there's abuse in my life on many levels, but where I was feeling stress and trauma was in my pelvic area Mm. and it just makes sense because that's where a lot of the trauma happened in my life. Yeah. So it caught up to me Mm. and, um, finally going to see a pelvic floor therapist, she was able to literally work it out. And you think about a muscle, right? You have muscles in your back and if you're tense and you have a therapist a massage therapist working out those knots. Yeah. That's what she did in areas wow. where, I'm like, I don't even know what. How? How is this happening? Right? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, my husband doesn't even go there. I'm
1: like, what's happening? But
0: over three months of of seeing her um, and doing deep breathing exercises and um, understanding my body better and knowing it wasn't an internal and an internal issue. It was a muscle Mm -hmm. skeletal issue. She, we were able to work it out. And, and, but during that time I couldn't have sex with Dave and I didn't have sex and I felt guilty. Mm -hmm. I felt like I'm not providing, you know, there was this, the enemy was just coming at me. I'm not a good enough wife. And uh, you know, going back to the lives of, I can't provide intimacy for him. Mm-hmm. And I knew better it, which is so funny how we, we go back to that. And so all the Lord or the enemy just starts playing that. Well, what if he goes somewhere else? You know, like all these crazy things coming into my head. So the enemy is just going, bam, bam, bam. Not only am I going to hurt you physically, but I'm going to try and affect you, your marriage, your, you know, everything else. Yeah. But what my sweet, sweet husband did, I mean, again, we just, because this was not a good season for us during Mm. that time, he started praying over me when I was sleeping and I had no idea. Oh my goodness. I have chills. Yeah. He started praying over me when I was sleeping. And then um, ultimately that led to him praying over me. Like he, he, I woke up one night and he literally had his, cause he'll sleep with his hand on me or whatever, but he had his hand on my pelvis and he's just, I, I remember looking at him going, what are you doing? <laughs> but he'd been tears and just praying over me that I, my body would heal. And I had no idea he was doing that wow and that was probably one of the, the most intimate things that i have ever experienced with him in in our entire marriage and he prayed not only for for healing but he prayed for for the enemy to withdraw from me because it was clear that you know the enemy was trying to get a hold of me physically spiritually and emotionally
1: mm-hmm. so one
0: of the most beautiful things that you can do with your with your spouse is praying yes and um we learned for us we don't do well praying at night because we're both exhausted so praying in the morning works so well for us because it's, we're refreshed and we can pray for our day. And we say, we tell, we tell couples this, there are times that I'll pray that the Holy Spirit just gives me something to pray over that Dave had no idea was going on in my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he's able to, to work with that and to, um, know how to, to continue to pray for me throughout the day with that instant or with that certain situation. And the same with him, if, if he's praying for something and, um, I had no idea, like I'm able to, to lift that up throughout the day. And there's that level of intimacy. Again, it's vulnerability. It's feeling safe. Mm -hmm. It's authenticity. It's a level of closeness, Um, you know, so going back to your example of coming to me, I would ask you, what are the things that make you feel close to your husband right now? Mm -hmm. So, um, if you were to tell me that, well, when we take a walk together after dinner, that's, that's, I feel close to him. Beautiful. That's an intimate moment that you're sharing with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a couple that we're working with, um, that she is, um, they they've struggled with some things and they're building their relationship together and they just moved back into the same room with one another and we had to redefine intimacy for them because he wants to be intimate he wants to have sex right yeah <laughs> but she she's like i feel like i'm being intimate allowing this you know him back in the bedroom and i said 100% you are that's allowing the closeness to happen and it's the language that she's using um i love that we're being intimate right now i love that our closeness is growing and i can't wait to express that through um through having through making love with you or making love to you at one it's time, you know, because she's still building that, that relationship. She's still building that trust. And so to get him to understand that intimacy right now, they're experiencing that in their, in their bedroom. It doesn't look the way he thinks he should look, Mm -hmm. but they're experiencing intimacy. So he's, he respects that and he understands that. And he's allowing the closeness to grow organically, that it'll eventually, hopefully God willing, lead to back to that relationship, that sexual Um, relationship.
1: That is beautiful. I love that redefining intimacy and maybe even just having that conversation with your spouse of let's talk about what intimacy is for sure. I think of, you know, um, of a young, the young mom that's been touched all day and you know their needs are, are not being met all day day they're just giving, giving, giving. Right. And to even have that conversation with their husband who's having that bid of, you know, hey uh let's let's go, you know,
0: yeah, let's there's yeah I know
1: I know you've been breastfeeding all day
0: but uh
1: <laughs> yeah um but just even like coming to the same page of like, I need, I need safety. I need vulnerability, authenticity. Like that is what I need in this moment.
0: And and I would recommend for that mom to not do it, to not talk about it during those, those exhaustive times. That's a date night conversation. Okay. That's a, a date day That's going to the coffee shop and And specifically having on the agenda, let's talk about intimacy, because if you're doing it, when you're, you're talking about that, when you're exhausted, when you've been touched all day by the kiddos and you know, you're pouring, you're pouring, you're pouring, your cup is, it's it's done. It's empty. Yeah. Um, you what could come out in those discussions could be heated. Mm-hmm. It could be like, you don't understand me. You don't wanna, you know, you don't know what I need. And then he'll be like, Well, I want to have sex with you. I want you, blah, blah. And and those are not good discussions to have. That the discussion has to be on a, a day or a time that you're refreshed, that you have you don't have little kiddos, but because it is. It is worth the investment to get a sitter, to get a friend, to get a family member, to to watch the kids for an hour for two hours while you all you two go to the coffee shop,
1: mm-hmm.
0: go to you know, go to the park, go it doesn't have to be this big extraordinary date, but mm-hmm. to specifically talk about intimacy so that the needs can be met. When 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 you're available to to meet them, mm-hmm. um, having these unrealistic expectations of our spouses breaks intimacy.
1: Mm, that's good.
0: It, it it really does. I mean, because you feel like you're pulled and pull po- you're pulled and polarized in in so many different directions, and and it's not that's not good. And and we don't know what goes on with our husbands throughout the workday either. So so it goes both ways Absolutely. and if we look you know going back to the bible going back to genesis we look at a very clear picture of of what god intended for intimacy he had an intimate relationship with with adam and eve like he had that and what did what did adam and eve do they destroyed that because they wanted control
1: mm-hmm.
0: so they destroyed the um they destroyed the relationship of intimacy with with God because they wanted control. And if we're not careful, we can do that in our marriages. If we desire control, then, then we have a tendency to do that. So, so again, feeling that safety, feeling that authenticity, feeling that vulnerability, that is, those are levels of, of intimacy that will ultimately lead to a fulfilling relationship,
1: all aspects
0: yeah, not sex. That's yeah. just a byproduct.
1: Yeah. Wow, this is so good, and I really <laughs> just feel like we could just keep talking. And, uh, man, and I, I feel like maybe we should have another one coming back on just talking about because I know we had talked about previously about community being really important to. Yeah. Oh so my gosh, we'll come back and we'll talk about community and and having would love connections that. in that way and why it's important. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Christina. This is your, your testimony is powerful. Your marriage story is powerful and just your, um, I mean, you've lived out what you bring to the coaching table. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you are needing biblical marriage coaching, I really encourage you to head over to the pricklypair.net. And check out Christina and her husband Dave and what they do over there. Um, they do offer online coaching and. Um, oh, thank you so much for being. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I thank you so much for this platform. Thank you for how you pour your heart out to um, to women and men. And we definitely need this community of of Christian believers that are are here to help and support and encourage. So thank you for what you do.
1: Oh, absolutely! It is a pleasure. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Again, go find Christina over at the dot and she has that wonderful podcast too, the Prickly Pear. <laughs> so I will post links below and check out um, what she has to offer. It's amazing. So thanks. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.cristinfieldschadwick.com.